Welcome to the Primetime Podcast. This is Dr. Chad Kuntz, your host. I'm a sports physical therapist, and I'm on a mission to learn what it takes to truly have the best health possible. I'm really excited about this show today, so let's get started. And we are live. Again, my name is Dr. Chad Kuntz, kind of a virtual setting of the Primetime Podcast due to COVID. Uh, and I'm really excited because today I've got PJ Isaac. She is a Pilates instructor, and I'm really, really excited that you're able to hop on today. So thanks for being here, PJ. Thank you, Chad. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of just jump in. Tell us a little about who you are, how you get started with Pilates, and what drew you to be an instructor. Okay, great. Um, so I have um, been an instructor for many years. Um, so I started taking classes and then I became an instructor of group exercise instructor first and then okay. um, so I've done that for 29 years and um, in that course of 29 years for about the last 18 years I got interested in Pilates um, I saw the I was taking a class actually one of my um, class participants became an instructor mm -hmm. in Pilates and I started taking her class it was after mine and I just really I enjoyed her so I wanted to take her class I really enjoyed the movement I was teaching step aerobics and you know things like that um, kind of we kind of developed um, athletic conditioning which became boot camps sure. uh, and the Pilates was so different. Um, the movement was different, and I just enjoyed it. It was still a lot of strength movement um, without the, let's see, like the jumping intensity. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah, so then I decided I'm going to get certified in Matt Pilates, so I did that. Um, and then I started seeking more. I know that there's more equipment and more to Pilates than what I had learned. So I sought a place. It, it's actually not that easy. It, it wasn't in Charlotte um, to get the training. Um, but I did find somebody in South Charlotte who was training instructors because um, there's, it's called comprehensively trained. So it's 500 plus hours. Oh, wow. of, That's a lot training. of hours. Yes. So it's pretty intense. And yeah. then there's different equipment to learn on. Give us an idea of how much equipment, because I think most people are kind of familiar with the reformers, right? But there's more than that. Right. So, yeah. So the reformer, and it's called reformer because, jo um, well, there's that too. So Joseph Pilates is a person. Um, yeah. So, the so I get to go to the Coons method, you get to the Isaac <laughs> method, or the Isaac. Just Isaac. <laughs> Isaac, okay, Isaac method. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I know he became a verb. Um, yeah, he became a verb. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Do Pilates. Uh, so he um, he developed the reformer to reform our bodies, and the reformer is the most common uh, piece of equipment um, that you'll see in studios. And then there's the Cadillac. Okay. And the Cadillac, I think I've shown you the Cadillac when you oh, came yeah. into the studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the Cadillac is has this trapezius piece above the bed of the reformer. Um, and it 
he called it the Cadillac because it's like the highest quality, you know, like it's the Cadillac's the highest, what's the highest quality car out there. So, right, right, makes sense. Um, yeah. And there's a ladder barrel. Um, yeah, you showed me that, and that was really cool. And one of the reasons I asked you that is because I think there's a lot more to Pilates than people even think about. You know, if you went to 10 people and asked them right away in one sentence, you know, how would you describe Pilates? You, you might get a pretty similar answer. I'm not sure. But I, what I think people aren't aware about is all the kind of accessory cool pieces that I know you showed me that um, hopefully we can continue to expound on today that has a yeah. lot of other benefits rather than just like lower abdominal control or pelvic floor control and maybe some of these like typical things people might attribute or associate with Pilates. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it sounded like one of the intriguing factors of getting into Pilates was avoiding kind of the amount of compression or shock that you might get with like jumping. That's kind of something you said, right? Like, right. That's something I see a lot with my clients too, the fear of hurting themselves. Uh, let's say they've got a back injury or hip injury. It's kind of like, yeah, jumping's a lot or, or plyometrics or these really high intensity classes may, may be more harmful to help than helpful just because right. of the current state they're in and the injuries they've had. And it sounds like that's one of those things that kind of invited you in to learn more about Pilates is because it's kind of a gentler way, but to still get a lot of benefits. Well, exactly. And I agree with that. The um, So, I, yes, when I noticed I'm not jumping as much as I'm doing these, you know, it was Matt Pilates that I was doing, so I'm on the floor. Um, and jumping, I was young when I started, so jumping wasn't as much of an issue for me, for me physically at the time. But as I've aged, Pilates is something that is actually for everybody and not, you know, not just everyone, but every physical body, because um, it is, it is not going to hurt your joints, right? right? So um, if you're, you can take different types of um, bodies in different um, conditions. Right. So right. if somebody has an injury, we can ask them about that. And then you know, of course, adjust um, their workouts for that. And so without um, that jumping and which I think, you know, of course, there's a place for that, right? Sure. And, um, you know, to increase your metabolic rate and all of that. Um, but the and Pilates has its place too, where, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits for what we're doing. Yeah, I wanted you to kind of expound on that. So if someone's kind of thinking about doing Pilates or interested but never really quite committed, what would you say some of the, the main benefits would be when utilizing and performing with Pilates? That's a great question. So there are so many benefits, right? Um, one of the things that we are really looking at postural alignment. Um, so there's um, Pilates works the core. I read an article that said, you know, Pilates owns the core. Nice. And I just love that, right? Um, and uh, so when you're doing Pilates, you are strengthening your muscles as well as lengthening your muscles. Um, and you want to uh, train your core to be strong enough to hold your your spine alignment in neutral. Nice. Uh, teaching people how to find neutral spine 
and um, maintaining a, a neutral spine, which is what we want when we're standing. So you have good postural alignment in standing. So as we age, you know, some people have different spine conditions, you know, like kyphosis and they're getting older and they're getting that upper back rounded. Right, right. Um, some people naturally have young people, um, some have that natural uh, lordosis, that deep lower back curve. A lot of uh, spine injuries are that L4, L5, right? Right, absolutely. You see a lot of that, I'm sure. And um, so that can be, you know, a pelvis misalignment. Right, uh, right. And so getting the pelvis in neutral and training the body to stand that way, not just lie that way, right? That's one of the things um, I really love working on kind of with you and with Pilates in general, is I feel yes. confident when I send people over there or when I encourage people to go do Pilates, it's usually one of the best things for them to learn how to move their pelvis, to, to move their lower back. I tend to find yeah. so many people are guarded in their low back, especially if they've had pain, they just don't want to move it. But Pilates teaches you to not only get access to that range of motion, but then to find, and you, you nailed it, neutral spine, and then right. to, to lock into that. And that's something that, God, I'm a huge advocate of because of just what you said. Most people come in with too much extension or lordosis, and right. getting them out of that can take a lot of repetitions too. It, it sometimes, a lot of times, takes more than just the exercises I give them or the deep tissue work I give them. It's going to be you're going to need a lot of reps in this because I can tell your nervous system doesn't want to go to neutral. It wants to hang in that kind of pseudo stable position where they're extended, and you need to get out of that. And what does that require? requires the core, lower abdominal muscles, and even the pelvic floor muscles inside the pelvic yes. girdle to kind of work together. And right. particularly, I'd say culturally, Americans have no idea how to move their hips. Yeah. <laughs> they really don't. <laughs> but it does require that dissociation in order to do Pilates. Right, right. And when I talk about, you know, the core muscles and um, people, when you talk about core, they, they might generally think rectus abdominal muscles, kind of what we call those mirror muscles when you see in the mirror, oh, yeah, um, that yeah. six pack abs, right? Yeah. There are yeah. people, oh, I'm going to get that. So they think, oh, I can do a lot of upper body, you know, crunches, lifting right, the right, upper body exactly. to lower body when your your core muscles are the five muscles that are don't even actually include rectus abdominis. You know, it's pelvis floor, right. um, you know, your multifidus muscles, uh, you know, going up your spine, your respiratory diaphragm included yeah. in that. Um, which, and I tell people, I said, if your respiratory diaphragm is a core muscle, breath is so important. Really and is, yeah. it's really, it is the number one principle in Pilates is breath. Nice. So, nice. yes, isn't that nice? It's awesome. Yeah, so breathe, people, breathe. <laughs> I mean, I think I heard we breathe like 18,000 times a day. but Wow. Yeah. However, yeah. we uh, we short-change ourselves on that, you know. That number might be wrong. I, don't, I, I hope we breathe a lot. And oh, the wow. purpose is we need to be able to do it the correct way if you have that many repetitions, right? And right. so many of us get in the accessory, in the upper chest, and we exactly. kind of totally lose insight and how to, or where we should be getting it from. Mm-hmm, right, yeah. Well, Very I'm curious, PJ, how are you kind of personally managing, uh, providing Pilates and its benefits during this crazy COVID-19 scenario? 
Oh, gosh. So, yeah, COVID-19 has been crazy, right? Everybody's um, responding differently. So um, some of my clients are, um, the great thing is being able to do it remotely, like we are today, sure. right? Um, being able to still have conversation and see them via Zoom meetings or um, FaceTime, that's been very helpful. Nice. Um, yeah. And so I've been still training clients that way. Now, people don't typically have a reformer. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's an expensive piece of equipment um, to own. And um, I have one in my studio, and then I work places where there's reformers. Um, so what I've been doing on my um, Instagram is um, I've been posting a movement on the reformer and then translating that to the mat. But I, um, I do uh, train them remotely right now. Awesome. And yeah, so that's been working out really well because, you know, it's such a, it's so mindful, Pilates is so mindful that it does help. The, it's the mind-body connection. And um, yeah. yeah, so it really eases that stress as well. Right? Yeah, it still gives them a, a place to kind of tap out of all the chaos that's going on bring about some mindfulness it's not solely about the mechanics nor really is any good yeah. fitness or professional service um, right when people come to me or even if I'm doing it online it's about kind of putting on the mental cap being more present being more aware quality movement this stuff doesn't right. just go away just because you're unable to be in person there's a lot of things that um, you can continue to work on and be mindful of in this time period so I love that you said that yeah. So, yeah. So I think not only now during kind of the, the online version of Pilates, but when this is all said and done, people can get back into the in-person stuff. Uh, how would someone know if Pilates is right for them? Oh, that's such a great question because um, again, Pilates is right for everybody. So if, if you're looking to... Um, to say, oh, will my body be able to do that? You know, right, right. Um, maybe somebody's in their 70s or 80s. We have clients that are in that age range. Yes, their body can do it. Mm -hmm. um, somebody, I have um, these young women um, and men that take my class that are in their 20s. Um, and I have had clients that have had pretty severe scoliosis. Um, you know, sometimes we think when we have these physical um, conditions yep. that we have limitations. There are no limitations. There are always, there's always a movement and position that we can put them in that will make them successful in their practice. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's. So let me ask you, because I know a bunch of people that have told me they might be a little nervous to do Pilates because they've suffered from chronic low back pain or tightness or achiness. Yeah. So let's kind yeah. of just identify that type of person. How, how will they know that you can confidently help them without them hurting their back again when they do Pilates? Right. That's a great question. So they can, um, so the first thing that we do ask is, you know, we get a little medical history on them and say, you know, um, and in fact, every time I work with somebody, you know, kind of what's going on today, how are you feeling and how, you know, and so they have that opportunity, number one, 
to tell you what's going on. I think that's really important. Um, nice. Not just to start a program, um, but start where you are. Right. And so if they're having some lower back pain, my husband has, um, he had ruptured a disc years ago. So he continues to kind of tight, you know, tighten up and have some tight hamstrings, you know, right, things right. like that. Um, so you, you, you know, one, you know, ask them. And two, when they have something going on like that, it's, it's, um, all the different movements are again they're they're lengthening the muscles as well as strengthening it is a system that's you know a reformer has springs now a mat pilates class is different it is all your own body weight right, right. so sure. that that is harder um so you're going to have to modify more in some in a mat pilates class in a reformer class um you know, you, you're using springs for resistance. And so you want to make sure that they can know and get into neutral spine. And then if they can't stay there, then we show them how to imprint their spine, um, their lower back. It gives some release, right? And how to take those, those releases, how to find that, and then um, give them opportunity to take that little break. But Working, uh, lengthening your hamstring muscles is also going to release that lower back, right? Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love so, it. So first, you, you, you carefully identify the issue that they're having that problem. You know, a lot of people will go um, into places and they may not be screened and they just get thrown right into a program and then they've got right. this fear, is that going to happen to me again? But it sounds yeah. like you're saying we're going to identify it. Uh, you're going to get them into neutral spine, which is arguably the most safe position that your spine can right. be in. Um, you're going to teach them how to release the tight muscles in the low back, which mm -hmm. is, again, a really common impairment with those who have low back pain. And then send them out on their way with the understanding of how to move their lower spine better and how to engage their core a little bit better, right. which is uh, a lot of what I do as well. You know, I think we run in parallels with that too, which is fantastic. So um, exactly, yeah, people are on the fence watching this or listening to this later, it doesn't hurt to just go in and meet you or talk to you, right? And just say, hey, Absolutely. You know, maybe I've tried Pilates in the past, but they didn't work with you. And I think that's similar to any profession, right? They didn't work with, with PJ. You might have a slightly different spin or a slightly different angle and how you can help them enjoy Pilates rather right. than maybe where they've tried somewhere else. So if you're on the fence, uh, and we'll get into this a little bit later, how people can get started with you, but, okay. but I'm sure it doesn't hurt to just go out try a class and go from there so right i'm mean, going to do that as a professional you know you go and you try other instructors classes see um we all learn from each other sure. and um i think that's uh beneficial for even for our clients to um you know definitely know uh different things that are out there and what works best for them right. for sure yeah yeah so I'm kind of curious, where do you see the future of Pilates going in the next three to five years? There's like so many changes going on right now and, and just health and fitness. I mean, I feel like there's a new product created every day. There's new different types of services out there. Where do you see Pilates going in the next three to five years? 
I am so excited about where Pilates is going, where the fitness industry is going. Um, Pilates is just getting more and more exposure. You see, um, there's, you know, I, I work for Club Pilates, which is a chain across the country, started in um, California. Um, I work at the JCC. And, um, yeah, people are being more and more exposed to Pilates, which I think, like I said, I've done it for the last 18, maybe it's been closer to 20 years now. Um, and before we were bringing Matt Pilates and reformer and doing a class in pilates was pretty exclusive you know sure. like all of the all of the um famous people were doing pilates and they've been doing pilates a long time it was um an expensive type of exercise um like because like i said the equipment's expensive to own right. and so um with Club Pilates being set up the way it is, and you have um, several reformers in the room, um, that's uh, it's exciting to me to have so many people being exposed to it. And I think that's just going to continue to grow. Yeah. That the idea of not just having a room with one Pilates or two Pilates reformers in there, that you can have more than that, and you can effectively teach more than one or two or four people at a time. Right. You know, you can teach in a class format. Yeah. I think that's pretty exciting. That's going to grow. Yeah, that's awesome, and I agree with you. It is good to see, yeah. and especially with COVID-19, you, you'd think, you'd hope that we get even more um, people on board with trying to take care of themselves. And I think yes. the health and fitness industry is already heading that way uh, with just so much more opportunity for people to try and see and, and do different things. So we hope to continue to see kind of this push and exposure into various different types of ways of exercising, which I think is a really good thing. You know, cross training yes. in general and learning uh, from different fitness professionals underneath different umbrellas of services is just a fan fantastic thing. So I too hope just to see people uh, continue to just try out, if nothing else, Pilates, and just to kind of see how it can help them, you know. So it'd be great talking about that. So tell me more about the different classes that classes that you guys offer or the ones that you teach and maybe give people an idea of, of how each class is different and how it serves them. Right. So I, I teach a couple places. So I have my own studio um, and I have, you know, that take one on one clients. Um, and that's a nice setting for a lot of people, you know, very comfortable and um, that's what they like. And then if you like a class setting, um, I mentioned I teach at Club Pilates. Um, there's Club Pilates, there's few locations in Charlotte. Um, there's Club Pilates Strawberry Hill, Club Pilates South Providence, you've been there. Yeah. Um, and um, there's there are some others, um, it's a franchise. So there's 12 reformers in that setting, and they're set up in stations, um, which I really like. Everybody has their own equipment. Um, and the class formats there, you can do what we call flow formats, which um, it's, there's, there's classical Pilates, and then there's more contemporary. Okay. And as, um, <clears throat> 
I'm trained classically, which is a great way to get trained and your, your foundation moves on from there. And then you can, you know, become more contemporary with your, your movement once you understand and know all the foundations. So, um, you might get into formats that are more contemporary where you, we do what's called a, a fit class. So it's functional interval training. Cool. And yeah, so we always use the reformer for 50% of your workout, and okay. then you'll do uh, functional interval training for the other 50% of your workout. So it's really neat to do combination style classes. Nice. Um, I teach at the JCC. There's four reformers there for the members, and non-members can come into the JCC for Pilates classes. Um, you know, it's just a different uh, rate. And um, kind of do the same type of thing there. It's it's um, my classes are already set with uh, the four reformers, and you um, sometimes it's based on what they need that sure. day. Yeah. You know, um, so Excellent. for that that setup. But at at Club Pilates, there's a definite schedule. You know, of what you're getting. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And different levels too. So that's that's nice, you know. You yeah, you kind of judge that as an instructor when you do that on your own. Um, you know, what level do I have a more advanced um, client because yeah. there's movement that's more advanced. Like I wouldn't have you <clears throat> start out on the reformer and say, okay, Chad, let's stand on the reformer today, and you've never done that before. <laughs> you've you know you want to you want to progress. So you do a lot of movement lying down. Then, you know, you start getting stronger in your core. You do some movement where you're kneeling on the reformer. You're getting, nice. um, as you become more stable um, and you have more proprioception um, to be up and because you're up and moving and you're off the ground, um, you know, you have to have some good stability and proprioception to do that. And especially then when you stand on the reformer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it gets into how do you format the class then Yeah. based on your on your abilities. Heck, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, yeah. Well, let me ask you, like, one last question. Then we'll, oh, I definitely want people to know, you know how they could get started working with you and, you know, just double check all those things. But sometimes I feel like, and I could be wrong, but Pilates kind of gets mixed into this bag, uh, similar to bar or yoga, for example. Um, how would you say that Pilates has kind of differentiated itself from doing either of those two uh, types of exercise modalities? So, let me just say, like, I love all types of exercise. You know, I've, like I said, I've been an instructor for so long, and I just... Um, I think people need to find what works best for their bodies and what they like to do so that they move. That's right. the most important thing, right? Yeah. We just want people, and I've, that's one thing with the COVID-19, like, yes, we are in different areas of the country. People are more, con, you know, con, confined um, to their space. So what can I do within this space, right? Like I have a lot of yard and I can go outside and, and be in the yard. I could do sprints in my yard, right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, so anyway, um, 
I was trying to circle back to your question. I was trying to remember it. Um, yeah, just wondering how it differentiates itself from yoga or bar. From yoga and bar and all of that, yeah. So, yeah, finding what you love to do and how, how to move, I think is first most most important. And um, so I've done yoga, and um, I think there's definitely a place and time for that for, for everybody's people either, you know, they love it, um, want to do more of it, people that come to Pilates, um, um, it is, it's, it's, they've tried other things and it becomes their thing. It's like I said, every body, Joseph Pilates had this vision that every body would do this. It's a spirit, mind, body so that it would relieve stress. It would relieve depression. It would relieve, um, all of these things and get our bodies, you know, uh, he said the breath is is like taking an internal shower, you know, to cleanse your body. It can be all of those things, as well as strengthening your body. So um, it has. I, I love I love bar class. Um, again, I think it's just what what feels right in your movement. Nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You know, basically. Yeah. If nothing else, try each and every one of them and, and see uh, not you know not only what helps you the most mechanically, but also what your whole body needs, kind of a holistic. What you're touch. connecting to, exactly. Yeah. More energetically, yes. mindfulness, uh, stress levels, depressions, maybe what really clicks with you. Exactly. Um, I think every it's- form of movement should have a mindfulness to it to some degree. So that's right, and I and I, I think it's fair to say I really haven't done too much bar. I might have taken a class or two before. I've definitely done your class a few times in yoga. Uh, from my yeah. understanding, my perspective, definitely uh, an appropriate kind of mindfulness, relaxation. Breath is heavily incorporated, as it should. So it sounds right. like the very minimum. Uh, try them out. You know, see what you connect with the most. And if you need a little bit more of a one-on-one attention with Pilates, it sounds like that's an option with you too. Exactly. Right. Right. So always. How, how would someone get started? And let's say they're kind of nervous about Pilates. They'd like to work with you one-on-one directly. Uh, how would they get started with you on that? So one-on-one directly, they can find me. Um, I wish I had a website. That would be great. I'm working, working on, on things it. like that, yeah. but yeah, exactly. Um, but you can always, um, Find me on Instagram, PJ underscore Isaac, and it's I-S-A-A-C. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on on Facebook. It's PJ Capella Isaac on Facebook, and um, send me a, a message. Um, I don't mind if people just give me a phone call, 704-619-0262 is my cell number. So if they wanted to reach out and just text me or give me a call I'd be happy to to uh, work with them and um, you know first find out if it's yeah reach out and find out if it's a good fit for them it's perfect yeah and then they, they can also find you at the JCC in South Pilates they can find me at uh, the JCC and um, they can find me at Club Pilates Strawberry Hill um, that's where I am most of the time is okay. Club Pilates Strawberry Hill location. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. That's on uh, Providence and Sardis Road. 
Awesome. Strawberry Hill, yeah. Well, thanks so much, PJ, for hopping on and telling us a little bit about your insights and your experiences with Pilates. Again, it, it is one of those things that I think people should, should strongly kind of check out. And maybe if they've got a little more time on their hands, um, they could at the very minimum kind of build a connection with you, relationship with you, uh, hop on a, a Zoom or FaceTime or something similar to what we're doing now, uh, and just kind of have that discussion. Uh, you know, these are my concerns. These are my fears with Pilates. Um, how could this best benefit me? Let me kind of learn some introductory movements. And then when all this COVID stuff clears up, uh, get back into the one-on-one -on -one or group setting with Pilates and kind of experience the real deal. That would be great. Yes, that would be really wonderful. I can't wait until we are able to, you know, connect again and um, went on, you know, one on one. I hear that. I know you're ready for that with your business as well. Yeah, yeah, we're transitioning, like I said, to one day a week, as in next next week. There's just so much chaos in the air. Uh, it'll be great when everything settles down and we are back to normal. Uh, but that that being said, people can still experience movement and mindfulness even Absolutely. right now, and we don't want to lose sight on that either. Yeah, during this time, we definitely can work together. That's, That's right. for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, PJ. I'll be talking Thank to you, you soon and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's primetime episode. If you have any questions or comments regarding this episode, just email me at chadk at pr1memovement.com. That's chadk at primemovement.com. Thank you.